Solos have been a pretty mixed bag so far. Many people are happy that it's at least in the game to give you the option to play by yourself without forcing you to play with other people or without having to deal with constant 1v3s, 1v2s, and just being outnumbered. Although on the other end, there's a lot of people that have tried it and just despise it. The way that the game plays out, the way that it feels, the way that it's set up is more meant for squad. Everybody is camping. The number of passive players is ludicrous. And you can't seem to find a safe spot no matter what when you're in the top 10, top 20 zone and it's closing in. The game seems to have been designed for squads. And so that's really how it should be played right? To the point of my last video, uh, talking about Warzone and my initial impressions in the first place, this is all very subjective topics, but I wanted to share some of my experiences playing through solos. I've managed to get a few wins at the time of recording this in solo, quite a few second places, and far more top 10, top 15 finishes. But I wanted to share some of my thoughts on solos so far, how I think some of it could be improved, and I'm curious of what your guys' thoughts are on what I have to say, as well as what you've been experiencing yourself in the comments below. Starting the match, it is all about the loot. And I don't know what it is, but I feel like every time I've played, I've been finding a gas mask and I've been getting enough money to call in my first drop. Now, uh, the, the loadout box. Now, I think this is just because, you know, you land in an area, typically you're splitting all that loot between three people. And so that'll get spread out much easier. But in this case, you are picking it all up. On top of that, I pretty much always get a gun. It's more rare that I don't get a gun or maybe I just find a pistol, but I'll at least get an MP7, an LMG, or find a box that's got something in it so I can at least fight. Plus the fact that you just start with the pistol, you're not getting into these situations where you land next to somebody and then one person's just running away because they don't have a gun, you're hitting them in the back. As a person who started out on PUBG solos, it's something that I, I just love so much about this game. There's more gear. As of recording this, they were supposed to update the game to change some of the loot table with the vanilla guns that spawn on the map there, but uh, it is something that's stale, I think, at this point, and also it's just so overruled by the custom loadout that you get. I'm going to have to wait to see how it feels once they do change some of that loot table, though, although I don't think that's going to affect it too much. Okay, so ground loot feels good, even feels better because you're the only one slurping it up. Gulag's still there if you die. I love that. Gives you a second chance to come back and... Honestly, that lasts for an extremely long period. Even in the top 50, I've come back in a gulag. It does feel like there's slightly less action in the mid game just because you're not having the reses from other teams bringing their teammates back and working together in that capacity. But because it is solo, there's still 150 people. You essentially have 150 teams on the map that are all not going to be next to each other and they do spread out. And it seems like it still fills the area pretty well, even in the mid game it feels like there's still a good pacing to it. The overall gameplay flow is still the same war zone that you experience in squads. Step one, loot. Step two, get your custom drop. Step three, get your second custom drop to get ghost or go out to another uh, world drop one. Step four, complete some contracts. Step five, position yourself for the end zone. Step six, get bad RNG, die to a camper. Let's bring it back to earlier though, which is the contracts. They still serve such an amazing purpose early on to get your gas mask from a scavenger, to figure out where the next zone is going to be from a secure, which 
Also, the secure area goes faster when you're playing solos. These are fantastic. And to top it off, the bounty where you get to go hunt somebody now means in solos that you know exactly where that person is. They don't know where you are other than how close you are and that doesn't help with the direction. And it can allow you to get much higher kill games, go aggressively push these people that are camping inside of buildings, waiting for the end zone, too timid to come out and take them down. Having that in a solo game is, it's something I've never experienced before. Now this is where you see a lot of divide because the players who do wanna just stick to some strategy, try and play a zone, try and make it to that end zone, play their positioning, even get ghosts ready, try and stay off the grid, can no longer do that if they get a contract out on them. Now, it's not every game that you're going to get a contract. There's not a whole lot of them in the game. That's something I actually would love to see even more of the bounty contracts in the game because there's a lot of times where I'm in a zone and I, there's just no contracts anywhere near me. Even if I try and land near them, because there's so many people, they'll pick it up and then when they die, that contract is just done. Even if it's a search contract or whatever, these a lot of them just go uncompleted. And it does leave the especially ending bit of the mid game, I'd say, a little sparse in terms of what you can do. And it ultimately just comes down to more third partying on fights. On the other side of it, though, the people that are being hunted and when you have that contract out on you, you don't know where they're coming from. It really puts you at a big disadvantage. Knowing the general distance of how somebody how far somebody is does help. But it does leave you at a big disadvantage, especially with how pinpoint precise the kill zone is. With the benefit of squads with having this kill radius is that it's really only tracking the one person. And as you get closer, you get a better idea of which exact building that person is in. However, they still have two other potential squad mates that you have to be careful for. And they can completely position themselves to protect that VIP or the person who has the contract on them keeping the other people outside of that general area, you're gonna have no idea where they are. You cannot do that in solos. You know the exact position with no other countermeasures that they can really employ other than maybe a bouncing Betty or a Claymore. So for that reason, I do think that in solos, they should widen the area of what that kill contract says, of the area of where you are should be a bigger overall radius because I know the exact building of where somebody is. Maybe they're not the floor that they're on, but I can keep watching that building and secure that kill much more easily than I could if it was a giant radius, even when I was up close to the enemy and I didn't know which of these four buildings maybe that they're in, forcing me to watch a lot more area at one time. Overall, though, I'd say contracts are very solid in solos as well. Upping the amount of them would be awesome because now you're not sharing one contract for three people. It's 150 people all trying to get these contracts. And then specifically with that bounty contract, making it a little more difficult for the person that's actually hunting them. And now, welcome to the heated point of solos, the vehicles. I haven't really read or heard too much discussion on this topic yet, but man, have I experienced a crazy amount of it in solos. The vehicles are just driving absolutely everywhere. I had three games back to back to back where vehicles were rampantly driving everywhere. Now, I was part of the problem. I was driving the vehicle around the match, but at the middle point of the map, at the middle point of the circle, there was five vehicles. We didn't know each other. I... I can't imagine these people were stream sniping me and that was the reason this happened because there was already a bunch of them driving around together and I kind of joined in on the pit. There was five of us all just driving in the center, honking horns at each other, waiting for the zone to continue to close. The game after that, I had somebody 
I break my armor. I jumped into the vehicle because I would be safe there and started to drive off. He chased me around the entirety of the circle, which was about the second zone. So it was massive. I spent 10 minutes driving laps. I did three laps around this circle as it was closing. And the dude was still chasing me the entire time. And then other people joined in as well. And were also driving around in the circle with us. Now, is that really a problem? Well, I mean, I guess not. You can drive around and have fun. But the bigger problem is when you have a vehicle and you're trying to fight somebody who does not, you are at free range to jump out of that vehicle at full speed and it makes it difficult for them to track. Did you get out of the vehicle? Unless you check up in the radar in the top left to see if they jumped out and that vehicle is no longer red, which sometimes it still stays red. Seems to be a glitch in the game, even if nobody's in the vehicle. And on top of that, it doesn't even matter. Just stay in the vehicle and just keep go running him over until he's dead. It's so difficult to destroy vehicles that they become a powerhouse. Now, if you're in squads and you have three people ripping into somebody in the vehicle, then they're 100% going to get melted. Vehicles are very balanced for that sake. But when it comes to solos, it's a lot more difficult to take somebody out. Not to say that it can't be done, but the level of power that the vehicles have in a 1v1 situation really turns the tide to making the vehicles far more powerful than I think they should be. Now, RPGs are extremely effective on vehicles. Unless it's the big armored truck, then you're going to one-shot it, basically. Same thing with Semtexas. C4s especially will do work on them. But what if you don't have that utility? I've been using this to great effect running people over because they just don't have RPGs. There's a lot of people that are running snipers, and even people who are using Semtex aren't able to one-shot the vehicle, and it's not blowing up fast enough to where I'm still running them over. And as soon as that vehicle is destroyed or too damaged, I go and hop into another vehicle. ATVs and the little Jeeps, they do expose you enough to where you can get melted out of that if you've got a good shot. I think those ones are balanced fine. But the armored truck in particular, the cargo truck, it seems like so many shots don't actually ever hit the person in the driver's seat. I think it's actually a smaller hitbox than what it really looks like. Unless you're shooting through the back window, it seems like a lot of those shots never really land on the player. They're hitting the truck, and you're not going to be able to melt the truck fast enough. I think a good way to balance this would be to either increasing the damage that a regular assault rifle SMG, these bullets do, to the trucks so that they're a little bit more vulnerable in solos, as well as making that hitbox larger so you can still hit the target even when they're in that cargo truck and get them out of that vehicle. Really just have those be there for the sake of the transportation. On top of that, vehicles allow you to third-person peek. If you want to sit behind a wall 100% safe, you can now use that to your advantage, which becomes even more powerful when you're the only person you don't have other people to relay communication with. You can start to really abuse that, especially in solos. But I think this is going to be a topic that uh, there's some more varied opinions on. Likewise with the next one, which is armor. The simplicity of this system is awesome. You have a total health pool. You even start with some armor. And then as you get more of it, you have three that you can put in, increases your total health pool. No dealing with helmets, no dealing with picking up armor first and then slotting it in. I think this works very well, especially for a Call of Duty game. Call of Duty is very much action, action, action. And when you're not having to spend a whole bunch of time looting, Great. When you're playing in squads, you can carry up to 15 armor in your pocket. Each person can carry five. If one of your teammates keeps getting popped, you guys can keep dropping them armor. You can keep yourselves topped up. And then it's even more critical to keep your team alive because they can be your backpack even just carrying you some armor plates if you need it. 
in solos, you run into a little more trouble because you only have those five you can carry. And especially even if you're at last alive in a squads or there's only two members alive, you don't have armor plates, you can't get to a buy station. Armor becomes an extremely critical component. I think that's one of the things that towards the end game really starts to limit team fights and why you see so many people alive for that final 10 once you get to the end game, which we'll talk about in a second. Even when I'm playing in a squad, but especially when I'm playing solo, I become much more cognizant of Am I really going to push this fight and potentially take damage? Potentially they don't have more armor plates for me. Now I'm out and I'm not going to be able to deal with that in the end game. I am not a player who has the greatest aim in the world or pushes every single fight just to do that. I try and make smart decisions when I'm going to engage in a fight because I know I'm not always going to win them based off my skill level. And if I can only recharge my health one time, why take a fight when I might have to get into another three, four fights? And if I'm down to a 1v1 or even into the top five with no armor left and none in the pocket, I'm pretty much screwed. I've got to hide at that point. Maybe they've tested it, but I think it makes a lot of sense to throw it into the population to let us try having more armor plates at one time. If we could recharge our full armor three times, now it'd be a lot easier to get into a fight. Plus, that guy you're fighting might even have a stack of armor themselves. Maybe we still pay the same price for five armor plates. We could carry 10. So you now got to go to the buy station twice or still spend that same amount of money to get the 10 plates. So it's still a hurdle to come across. But at least we can carry more to help us into the end game. It already is slow enough to take the heals. It is pretty fast, but it takes time and it's also audible. So if you're close enough, somebody could push in while you're healing. And now it becomes more of a decision. Do I heal? Do I not? Versus, okay, I can't heal. I'm going to just stay prone until I get the shot on somebody and wait and see if I can kill them that way. I think increasing the amount of armor that you could carry would really help the overall flow of the game, especially in solo. And I know a lot of people have argued the same, even for squad increasing the amount that you can carry, which I would be down for as well. And I think that carries us very well into my final point, which is the end game and the camping that it ensues. The biggest thing with it is that I believe this is going to be unavoidable. These previous steps I mentioned, I think will help with it. But this is also just the nature of solos. Playing PUBG, you saw snakes in the grass where people would get the ghillie suit, or even not, use that thick grass to stay prone, and everybody's crawling into that end zone game together. There's not a lot of mobility, not a lot of sliding, and some of the things that are in Call of Duty, so it was just a common strategy, and still can be. At the end of the day, this is a battle royale, and there's going to be a certain level of luck that comes alongside of that because of the zone. You will be in a top five situation and you will not get the zone being the one who's forced to move across an open field and man, your odds of survival are pretty much none. On the other side, you could be the person who takes a nice building inside the zone and it just keeps on closing on you. You don't have to go anywhere and everybody is in open fields running across it. Even the worst player can come, come away with a win. At the end of the day, no matter how good of a player you are, at the end game, that's where the dice get rolled. You coming across and even beating the odds is part of the fun of that end game. Because of that as well, though, you probably won't have as high of a win rate as something like squads, where you can really control situations and you have a lot more stuff that you can use to try and take away from some of those uh, elements of randomness. That's what, to me, makes those wins that's that much more satisfying, and I think they're awesome, but I know is also a major frustrator for a lot of people because you just can't get through it. 
I think the big takeaway for me from Solo so far has been to just enjoy the experience and what areas I can really control, figure out how do I maximize my performance and make the best decisions in those cases, but also understanding that sometimes there's just nothing I could have done about the situation that was there. I think that's also the element, though, that a lot of players really don't enjoy, especially if you come from like playing Search and Destroy, where there's a certain element of luck, but nothing like a zone closing in, deciding who's going to win based on the position that you're in or how many people are camping around them. Players are going to make the best decisions they can at the time with what they're presented, and if somebody is inside of a building with an RPG and they're getting the zone to close on them and that works out for them, then they're going to have a huge advantage off of somebody who came back from the Gulag, didn't get a reset, has no armor, and the zone is against them and they're trying to run from it. Overall, my first impressions with solos have been awesome. I definitely think there is some stuff that needs to be tweaked, and I would love a little bit more control at that end game, or at least giving people a little bit more opportunity with maybe more kill contracts. Maybe it is even turning a UAV on at the end. Maybe it's even just slowing the zone down so you can let a couple of those fights play out before the next zone starts to close. If anything, the end is where I see a lot of the congestion and where a lot of problems can arise. But I'm extremely happy that the mode is here and I hope that it stays. To me, solos is where I learn a lot. That's how I started Battle Royales in the first place, like I mentioned. That's how I got a lot better at 2, even at Apex. When they introduced it, even though it was a limited time mode that they only had for two weeks, to me it should still be around, but... I felt like I got a lot better as a player, and I know this mode is not going to be for everybody. There's a lot of times you just die to stuff that, I mean, what could you have done? You didn't have anybody to cover you. You didn't have the intel. You're just dead. But there's also a lot of fights that I've really learned from and improved a lot off of. And it's also really just satisfying getting the one-shot headshot, and they drop. No down, no looking for teammates. Do they have self-revive? Do they not have self-revive? Simple. But let me know what you think about it in the comments down below. If you enjoyed the commentary, let me know with the reaction. You can check out my last video talking about my initial impressions on the game when it first came out. I had about eight wins at the time. Now I'm at a sitting around 35, and I've still been really enjoying Warzone. I'm interested to see what direction they decide to take it to continue to evolve it. Do they go new maps? Do they update the map that's currently out? I'm curious how they're going to tweak it and continue to make it fresh, or if it's something that they give up on after, you know, the next Call of Duty's out, and now that's the new focus they go for. Once they let us know, I will definitely be back talking about it more. We'll see, but that's it for this one. Thanks so much for listening, watching. This is Stonemount64, over and out.